I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. Today's episode, you're going to find out here in just a minute, is a little bit different. Uh, I recorded this about a month ago, end of, gosh no, almost two months ago, end of July, um, in a car. Uh, So the audio of this isn't the best, but it's a really great conversation and I hope you guys can manage (laughs) through the madness and enjoy today's episode because it was super fun to record. And if you're if you want, it might be kind of fun to watch it on YouTube as well because we are recording this flying down the interstate on our way to Madison and uh, I feel like my facial expressions will speak volumes <laughs> for this episode. So I hope you guys really enjoy today's episode. It is with a fellow grower named Rochelle Hoffman. She is super great. She is super funny and her and her family have a marsh in Wisconsin Rapids that they open up to the public and host lots of events and weddings and a lot of really cool things. So make sure you check out Rooted in Red. I will tag her and the marsh page in the description below. And I'll also leave a link for her cookbook as well. So make sure to go show her some love because this is a crazy episode. So hope you guys enjoy. Hi, welcome to Forward Farming. We are coming at you from a weird perspective today. Um, so if you're familiar with carpool karaoke, it's going to be like that today. Uh, yes. Do you, be, be, do you want to be Adele or would you like to be? I would be so honored. I would be honored to be Adele, okay, honestly. Cool. Um, you Adele yes, perfect. <laughs> we are, I'm getting kidnapped. Uh, we are flying down to Washington, D.C. today. We're going to be a group of ocean spray growers coming out to this. DC talking to our state senators and legislators and just lobbying for the cranberry industry. So I am joined by Miss Rochelle Hoffman. She is a grower and one of my friends, and I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, it's going to be super fun. We're go- I'm going to pick her brain a little bit. She has a ton of ideas floating around in her head. So we're just kind of expecting a little chaotic episode today. Um, so uh, we are, we're, we're driving. Yeah. We are we're on highway. We're on 90. yeah. We're on ninety. Highway ninety going east. It's it's totally safe. We have we have the iPad mounted to the car. Nothing's the moving. On the wheel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going way below the speed limit. I'm only going fifty-eight right now because we're going through. I was going to say road construction, so we are like super safe. Yes, she's a, Rochelle's a great driver. Yes. Um. So anyway, Rochelle, thanks for. Thanks for hopping on the podcast today. I feel like you didn't really have a choice I lo- today. No, I love this. I was per- we've been talking about doing this for a while. And so I was like, hey, we are going to be in a car together for at least an hour and a half. Do you want to try to do a podcast <laughs> yes. in the car? And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, let's try let's, it. Let's do it. So if this doesn't turn out, yeah, we it's gave, my fault. We I gave apologize. It, we gave it, a, we gave yeah. it our we gave it our best try. Yes. So Rochelle, tell me a little bit about yourself. You have a really fun background. Um, where you're, where you are now, yeah. all the different projects you have going on. Let's, let's hear everything about yeah. you. So very similar to you. I'm also fifth generation cranberry grower. Grew up in Wisconsin Rapids, um, just, you know, not too far from you. Um, my parents are still in Wisconsin Rapids at our home marsh. Um, my husband and I live in Toma now. We have a cranberry farm, cranberry cove there. 
and are you know busy working on that cranberry farm. I have two daughters, Harlow and Twyla. They're 12 and 13, and they are you know super eager and love to you know do all things cranberry farm as well. They're into doing bug sweeps and blossom and berry counts, and they usually help with harvest for a couple of days, and so they uh, definitely love that. So we're definitely active farming, just like you. Um, I'm not physically farming like you do. I am like clearly not my skill set. Uh, I'm a professor at UW-Eau Claire. I go up uh, a couple days a week, commute. And then I also have a agro-tourism, um, you know, cranberry farm in Wisconsin Rapids. We host farm food truck nights, different community events, lots of weddings and private events um, where folks get to come out to the cranberry farm and have a really special event. So we're uh, super, super busy doing that on the weekends for sure. And we're, you know, opening Rooted and Red is open in the summertime. So we open in June and we are open, um, you know, through December. So a lot of fun um, doing events and uh, having community members out. Yeah, you guys are, are so involved in the community in Wisconsin Rapids. And I think it is so interesting how you jumped on the agritourism um, with your farm in Wisconsin Rapids with Rudin and Red, because that's something that, you know, I get asked all the time, like, do you host tours? Do you have events at your farm? And no, like, I feel like it's kind of a, a scary thing for growers to open up their farm. So I'm glad you <laughs> tackled that because it's a well, big, it's I, a big, it is, it's a big thing. So my, we, we had like a family meeting about it and it, we kind of toyed with it for a while before we actually decided to do it because there's a lot of logistics behind it, right? Like we had to get our insurance on board and we had to do a lot of small, you know, logistics. And, and if any other farmer, whether you're an orchard or you're a pumpkin patch or you're a dairy farm or any other kind of farm that has folks come knows that there is, you know, some logistics that go behind having guests on your farm. And so there, that was definitely a conversation that we had before we opened the doors to the community. Um, but it was kind of, you know, during COVID, we, who opens a business? wild idea but 2021 we were just so sick of looking at each other and we're like let's like let's have people come out to the cranberry farm right like there was just this thirst and need for outdoor you know space for people to like you know conversate and commune during covid right so that's kind of where it started the idea originally we had we had done an, a family instagram where we kind of documented my brother still plays football and, um, and the NFL is now, but folks, their number one question, how's Vince in the NFL? And then how's the Cranberry Farm? So we started this family Instagram page rooted in red, um, 2018 or 2019. And we kind of just documented you know, what we were up to. And then it kind of morphed into, um, what if we opened up a store and just did a couple little things throughout the year. Well, we decided to do that in 2021 and it kind of exploded, like was not anticipating the response. And we had this cute little baby store and, uh, you know, we tried different things like yoga that didn't work. Like that was a mess. <laughs> like we tried a couple different things and absolutely failed at it. And, but there were things that people were really, really interested in. And that was having private event space to rent, um, banned food truck nights where people could come and listen to live music, local food trucks, like. There's actually a really, really awesome, vibrant food truck um, and like catering uh, chef community in in Wisconsin. And 
I didn't really know at all and kind of a fun music scene as well. So just having a space where folks were able to come and enjoy that was the overall, um, I would say demand. And we kind of just listened to what people were interested in doing. So kind of year two, we like, you know, built this beautiful store where we knocked all the walls down. So we're like, all right, we need event space. That was super fun. So for year two, we had way more events, private events, we took baby showers and bridal showers and all those, you know, small class reunions, family reunions, all that jazz. And then this last year, we moved the store upstairs. So I had a full first floor on our, uh, on our cranberry, our little barn. And then we started doing like weddings. So it has definitely evolved in those three little years. If you would have told me, you know, this is where we'd have been, I'd be like, no way. But it has been super fun to be able to have, you know, community members and we celebrate. So like every time we, after an event, Mike, my mom and I look at each other and we're like, that was so fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like meeting new people, you know, you know, enjoying, you know, for instance, like two weekends ago, we had, um, Greenway RV out of Wisconsin Rapids. They had their retirement party and they were just the loveliest people and they had their friends and family. And it was like, so I'm an extrovert. So that was like soul edifying for me. Right. And my mom, like, you know, we just, we couldn't have enjoyed it more. We had Altman Constructions out of Wisconsin Rapids do their, you know, their summer party last weekend. And those things are just like soul edifying to us. And when people walk away having a positive experience on a cranberry farm, that's what we're like, that's kind of the end goal. So we've enjoyed it. And you've been out before too, a couple yeah. times to the cranberry farm and you've brought your husband and Porter too. Yes. Yeah. We went, um, last December, you had Santa out and that was so much fun. I, my Porter hated it. Yeah. He hated Santa, but the whole experience was great. That was his first time meeting Santa. So well, he, he did great though. I don't, there was a lot of kids that were like unsure about Santa per se, but Porter did beautiful. Like he, I mean, I feel like he acted like a totally normal, like one-year-old, yeah. um, like totally normal. And it was, it was great because we took a picture of him screaming, crying <laughs> and, <laughs> and we turned that into a puzzle for my grandma. So it was oh great. God, it was <laughs> perfect. Perfect Christmas. That present. was perfect. We did Santa cookies and milk and story time with Santa. And it was kind of magical. We did, we turned rooted in red first floor. We decorated 52 Christmas trees to do that. I know. Is that nuts? 52 Christmas trees. You are I'm nuts. No, I'm just nuts. I'm totally wild. Nuts. But I feel like a good nuts. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm glad it's you and not me because. Uh, I don't know how you have the time to do this. And then, I know, mom, it is my mom and I know we are very much a partnership. My mom, Jamie Beagle, she, my dad looks at us. He's like, you guys are nuts. You guys are crazy. He was very much a naysayer. Like, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Well, now he's into it. Like he now enjoys it. Cause he likes to like have music in his backyard, oh, go yeah. get some barbecue. And then by like eight o'clock, he's like going to bed. Like he's like, this is the best thing now. And he's like, I can come and go when I want. And he's like, all right, say it, see you guys. Everything I need is right here. And when I'm done with it, I'm, I'm gone. See ya. And, and sometimes he knows people that are having parties. Like we just had a, um, the Mansells, our dear, dear friends, Tim and Roxanne Mansell had like this awesome celebration. He's like, all oh, my friends were here. This was great. Had some desserts, had some really great food <laughs> and then went to bed. So he's enjoying this now. <laughs> at, first, like, at first he was like, oh, I don't know about this. Now he's like, this is awesome. He's like, my friends come over to hang out in the backyard and Jamie and Michelle are doing, you know, all this crazy stuff. And so he's 
Rocky has definitely come around because at first he was like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, of course. And if, if that wasn't enough things to keep you busy, you just came out with a cookbook. Um, it's called Good Eats and Gathering. We have a copy here. And like your, your family history is so fun to learn about and read through the, like these pictures in this book are so like, this is, this is inside their venue. Those are our farm to fork dinners or our farm dinners where we have a chef or a caterer come out and do uh, farm dinners where we have a long harvest table and everyone can come and have a fun, like really unique dinner experience. And that's super fun. We do a wagon tour around the cranberry farm, talk a little bit about cranberries, how they grow, a little bit about farm history. Um, and I'm sure a lot of the things I'm sure you looked on there, you probably were like, oh my gosh, we have that exact same thing or we did something very similar. Did you or any of your grandparents, so like one, a lot of the pictures in there, my grandpa, he was a beekeeper for many, many years. Did you ever have a beekeeper in your family or any of your neighbors were beekeepers? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, never mind. I think, I think I'm going to be the closest thing to a beekeeper. I'm working, I'm working my way in there. I started with a pollinator garden and I'm like sneaking my way into like, we're getting bumblebees. We're going to start doing this. Bumblebees are my favorite. I, I want my own, I want my own clan of bumblebees. Let me take care of them. So be the bumblebee queen. I will. I, you know, that's one of my secret things that I want to do when I like, and I've been, my next chapter in life is I actually want to get into beekeeping. It's not yet. This It's not, it's not the season for it. Um, but I think, I think I'm going to try to take a chapter from my grandpa when yeah. I, when the time is ready. Cause it's not at the moment right now because my kids are little and I'm running around like a crazy lady. But if I ever slow down, I love to have these. It's, it's one that's like on my list of things to do. Yeah. On my, my list, I'm, I'm, I have this vision of making like this Pinterest worthy greenhouse. That's just oh, a tiny little, oh my like, Gosh, I love glass. this. I just love that. Turn it into like either like a little hot yoga studio type thing and then have plants in there and just I'm be in my scrunchy, crunchy girl era and just eat my homemade bread in there and just collect the money from my sourdough, and... sourdough bread. I gave up on sourdough. No, honestly, no. I gave up on it. All right, no more sourdough. All right. What kind <laughs> just, of bread do you, what kind of bread do you Just regular do white bread. Yeah. I killed, I killed my sourdough. That's how... I just don't have time for that. In in your defense, I have never even attempted sourdough. So you are better than I. I am like a good regular white bread crusty girl myself. So I want that with some homemade jam and some honey. That is, or even like a peanut butter sandwich, like or like peanut butter and honey. My favorite, my all-time favorite though, is to get homemade cinnamon bread. And then you put, have you ever used, have you ever had the um, what's that cookie? Uh, cookie butter um what's that called they're like the they're the cookies that you get on airplanes yep it starts with a b biscotti biscotti. <laughs> biscotti biscotti butter cookie butter so it's like peanut butter consistency yeah. but you put that on cinnamon bread and then you drizzle honey on it shut up that's the best little morning concoction that you can come up with it's my favorite you put that on your, Is that in your cookbook? it's not in my cookbook that'll be in the <laughs> next two. one part two that'll be in the next one going Oh. Rochelle's journey to diabetes is not there. I'm just kidding. No, but that's one of my favorite <laughs> snacks ever. It's cinnamon bread, biscotti butter, drizzle a little bit yeah. of on it. Okay. So, so I'm actually hungry now. I, <laughs> what uh, what inspired you 
to do this? And like, where, what inspired you enough to take time to do this and put this all together? This was such a happy project. Like I so enjoy doing this. So I, I had, I make like lists of things, like goals for myself to accomplish. And I was like late 2022 last year, December. I was like, all right, what am I going to do? What's my, what's my thing I'm going to accomplish next year. And I was like, I'm going to write a cookbook. And so it was just kind of a goal. Like I, I wanted to, it was like a bucket list thing. I wanted to publish a book. So I have been collecting recipes. My dad is an amazing cook. My grandma Beagle's an amazing cook. My grandma Susie makes amazing pies. My mom is a good cook. Actually, I have a lot of really great foodies in my family. And so we've been collecting recipes and sharing recipes. And um, so that has always been something we've always been interested in. And so that was like a natural thing to do. And I love to bake and cook. I love to smoke meats and all that. So this was just a very, very natural extension of the things that we were already doing. So I just basically, good news. I'm going below this deal. That's where we're good to go. Uh, we are, I just kind of put together a proposal and I pitched it to like 30 different publishing companies. And I heard back from two, exactly two publishing companies. And because I like, who knows how to publish a book, right? right. Publishing, the world of publishing is so can be like wildly intimidating. I heard back from two, one had very, a lot of control. They wanted to do it a very specific way. And I was kind of like, eh. And then the second publishing company that I connected with was um, this tiny, fabulous um, indie publisher out of kind of the Milwaukee area, Orange Chat Press. Um, and then they're originally, um, they, is there kind of their, their main publishing and then they have another house uh, it's called Ten. their first cookbook so it was a little bit of a learning curve for both of us yeah um and so we basically very uh, you know the first half of the year a very 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 aggressive publish date i was like published by june 3rd out i wanted to do our grand opening then and like, I don't know if we can make that happen. And I was like, girls, we can do this. And they're like, you're nuts. And I was like, I know, let's do it. And we pulled it off. That team pulled it off. It was kind of amazing. Um, their publishing company is fabulous. I kudos. Shannon and Orange Press or Orange Hat um, is just, if you flip over their book, you can see their sweet 1016 Press. Uh, they're just the loveliest uh, group. And they have a lot of really great, they do a lot of kids' books as well. So, you know, they've got some, some fun things. They were so wonderful through the whole process. So that was really just a kind of getting so much family stuff in there. And as my mom and I uh, would love to host, you know, dinner parties and uh, have gatherings, we put a lot of our little tablescape things on how to have conversations and have authentic connections with folks 
over at the dinner table. I think food is one of those conduits that helps you easily have connection. And so this just made a, a really great opportunity to kind of lends itself to what we do as far as community gathering and making you know authentic connections. And so a cookbook was just right up my alley. Yeah. And honestly, like your your style, your your vision of things is so much like I'm gonna say you're the Joanna Gaines of Wisconsin. Like that's your style, that's your vibe, that's just like that's just you in a little nutshell. So like the nicest compliment. Well if you so if you guys are in Wisconsin and like the magnolia feel check out rooted in red where can people find your cookbook at so our cookbook is available um, on our website if you go to rootedinred.co you can get a hardcover or a soft cover they're available there Um, you can also buy them on amazon you can get them on barnes and noble Um, but if you get it from right from our website um, all the proceeds go to author it and the publishing house that our small indie publishing house so that's where I would recommend getting it. Perfect. And I will link that in the show notes below. So if you guys are interested, I really encourage you guys to check it out. Um, what is your favorite recipe out of the entire cookbook? All right. So let's go by different sections. Yeah. So my favorite, um, like baked item, oh, that's hard. <laughs> I have a couple. Okay. So mine that I make that was, that is mine is my chocolate chip cookies. And the secret to a good chocolate chip cookie is brown sugar instead of white sugar and mini chocolate chips versus big chocolate chips. You have a more even chocolate distribution from bite to bite and it's chewier and less crispy. Like white sugar is like more crispy, brown sugar is much more gooey. So I am partial like to chocolate chip cookies. That's like my all time favorite. Um, but I would say like my grandma Iris is harvest bars. Cranberry harvest bars are just like gooey so deliciousness. So good. It's just <laughs> so good. I love that. Um, we, we made that actually, um, for our TV show, we did family dinner, um, on the Magnolia network. Actually speaking of Magnolia, Magnolia <laughs> we shot the pilot for family dinner. Um, Andrew Zimmern's family dinner season one. I don't know what episode we were, but we were the pilots. So, you know, they're pitching this show to the network and they put a lot of faith in this crazy, this the crazy Eagle family. We had so much fun shooting. They were there for like, I don't know, four days, um, three or four days shooting. And we, it was a lot of food, right? My dad did barbecue um, and we did um, uh, Grandma Iris's Harvest Bars. My favorite main dish to cook is you've actually had it is um my chicken thighs it's so the good cranberry balsamic chicken thighs it's so just good. it's so easy to do and it just it looks beautiful and it tastes like you know kind of like high-end like it's not just like your normal taste it's like when you have like you know a little bit of vinegar but with your tartness of cranberries you know sweet type it's like like a sauce on it it's sweet and it's so good that's probably my favorite of that. I have a bread recipe. My grandma Ruth, she had eleven brother or had eleven kids, and so she was like a homemade, you know, homemade bread gal. So I have a homemade bread recipe in there. I don't know. Tell me, what are some of the things that you like to bake, though? Like, if you like to cook, at you sometimes are making different, different cranberry concoctions. What are yeah. some of the things you like to make, though? I am. 
I'm not great in the kitchen. I'm not going to lie. I, I really started getting into cooking once I started staying home with Porter. Um, up until that point, like I screwed up instant pudding. Like that's how I, I, I'm serious. Like, I think I put in milk instead of water, vice versa, whatever it was. I don't read your, I, I'm not good at reading. Listen, in your, in your defense though, <laughs> I am not a, necessarily a recipe follower. That was actually probably one of the biggest challenges of making a cookbook yes. was, was putting the recipe to paper because I am like a, a little extra butter here, a little extra salt there, garlic, garlic, yeah, garlic, garlic. Is, yeah. So I get that as far as not reading the directions. I am all about that. Getting my grandma Beagle also getting her recipes on paper yeah. was so hard because she's like, oh, I do this and that. And I'm like, yeah, back up six steps while I got to write this all down. She's like, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So you are a, a little bit of a fly, like yeah. you just fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah, unless if it's something where it needs to be precise, like with a cake or like sure. bread or something, then I'm a little bit more yeah, focused on it. Um, baking, you have to be a little bit more precise. precise. I would agree. Yeah, uh, but probably my favorite thing to bake, I there, I have a, a cranberry cake with a hot butter sauce. Ooh. I feel like it's you like would- butter sauce? Yeah. That you, <laughs> you would like that. Let's go to the, let's, you and I should make that sometime. I like yes. that. Yes. That's, that's a good one. Um, it has to be eaten like hot. It's, it's not good cold. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. It's, it's, it's good. I like that. Okay. Good. Yeah. And is that something that you learned from mom or grandma to make? Was that a recipe that was also passed down? Yeah. So I don't know, like when I was growing up, I've never shown like any interest in the kitchen so I was always like oh little Susie homemaker here you crack the eggs and then get out of here kind of thing so uh everything burned how do you burn everything on a light bulb oh easy big oven yeah um uh burnt popcorn all the time so like notoriously like everyone in my family knows I can't cook so when I finally started it was like, oh, where did this come from? I said, you see, it's either they, eat or starve. I sink or skills. You can do this. You can feed yes. yourself. Yes. I believe in you, Amber. You yes. got this girlfriend. You so anybody it. out there that's just like struggling to make easy yeah. Mac or something, just just take a little bit of time. Find yeah. a good cooking show that you like. For me, I started watching Kids Baking Championship. Honestly, like legitimately, those are legit. Those are legit. <laughs> My my daughter Twyla, she is a cake maker. She likes to do fondant. She likes to do all of that. Duff was her favorite. Yes. Um, she actually told that to Amber's Andrew Zimmern, to which then he was like, My heart is broken. He actually called Duff on the phone. Shut up. It didn't make it on the show. But he called Duff on the phone and she was like, Duff, you're my favorite. I love your sugar work. And he was like, Oh my god, this is amazing. Next time in Minneapolis, let's get together. And Andrew was like, I am I'm so offended right now. So kids baking champ, I think is legitimate. Absolutely. Go for it. Well, I think you could learn some things for sure. I ran into Duff at the airport once Shut I left up. Rusty. My brother and I ran into Oh him. my gosh. No like, way. Hey, I like your cakes. And he's I just like, wait, <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like the random like pass you. by. Oh my <laughs> gosh! How awful would it be to be a famous person and have to go to the go airport? Go to the airport. Oh my <laughs> god! You'd be like, I'm just trying to get through TSA. I have no shoes on. I don't know. I'm like, oh my gosh! Just feel vulnerable right now. 
This girl, take a picture of you. She said she saw you at the airport. <laughs> she said she liked your face. Like, Please leave. Oh, oh my gosh, okay. I love it. Anyway, is there anything super nostalgic in oh this book? Super I mean, everything's family recipe related, but is there one yeah. thing that's just like, this is my heart. Yeah. I needed to put this in here. Well, there was uh, the selfish thing that I did for that was I put some cranberry stories in it. That was like the super nostalgic things the pictures in here that are of my grandpa um, tending these was one of the last times I actually saw him I randomly pulled out my camera and started snapping pictures with like a 35 millimeter and um, and I was living in Kansas City at the time so I was just visiting and he was out with his knees and I don't know what prompted me but I was like I'm gonna go take some pictures and I just started snapping pictures um, with him and his knees and um and it was one of the last times I saw him. And it was the last, some of the last pictures I ever took of him. And he unexpectedly passed away of a heart attack. And, and I actually was, I thought his knees were like, hey, try to take care of him. Killed those things so fast. Um, but I have these pictures, which are like some of my favorite memories. And so that's the some of the stories and the pictures are probably the most nostalgic piece that I slipped in there. Um, but as far as recipes, I would say, I would say our, like the things that are the most nostalgic are probably like this classic cranberry sauce, right? Like the super classic cranberry sauce my grandma Susie makes and she does it, you know, and it's just the cranberry sugar water and like cinnamon stick, yeah. which is the, you know, classic and I think that's probably one of the most nostalgic you know some of the probably the bread and butter and that in and of itself is used in a lot of recipes you know kind of going forward so um I think I, I really that's probably the most some of the most nostalgic pieces of their cookbook so homemade cranberry sauce mm -hmm. do you prefer it blended or whole berry are we going to have the cranberry sauce debate right now? Yeah. I love this. I'm into this. <laughs> because this is a hot debate. It is. Is it? Is it from the canned, the gel, the gelled? Is it from the canned whole berry? Is it homemade whole berry? I know. Right? I, uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of different answers. There is a lot of, and there's also very strong opinions with this. So I'm going to say... For us, for cooking at home, for holidays, all of that, I just, it's just easy for me just to whip up cranberry sauce yep. homemade. I like to, I like to make it whole berry where it, they start to pop. Some of them are intact. Some of it are pretty gelled. So, but I completely remember having Thanksgiving where we had the ripple gelled and we sliced it like and everyone got us we got a circle yes. of cranberry sauce i've absolutely eaten it and like enjoyed it as a kid um i sometimes like so for instance when you guys came over for dinner we did a dinner party a couple weeks ago and i made those chicken thighs i used canned whole cranberry sauce for that yep. so i am an all cranberry sauce kind of gal 
when I do it, I usually make it from scratch at home. But in a pinch, I have no problem doing a can and I I enjoy the canned stuff as well. What are you? Are you like a homemade or do you like canned? I I like this. I like homemade. homemade. Okay. Um, Either on stove top or I bake it. What? Pause. Rewind. What? You bake cranberry sauce? Yeah. Let's talk about this. What does that mean? It's the same recipe that you use. Yeah. The four like four 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 to one. Yeah. So four cups cranberries, yep. two cups sugar, one cup water. Yep. And then I just put it in a glass, little Pyrex. Okay. And then I bake it at 350 for like 13 minutes. And it just stays whole berry. It stays very whole berry. It stays very whole berry. Whereas like on the stove top, you get, like you said, like the, yeah, it's like, there's a little bit of jelly. Bit of jelly. Yeah. This is all whole berry. And it's, it's pretty, it's good. I, I don't like it hot. No. Right. It's, it's much better cold in my opinion. So I've done something similar like that, but I put it over a block of cream cheese or even with like a big thing of brie. And then you cream. Cool. I've, I've done that where then you eat it with like a cracker yeah. and like, or make it jalapeno style where it's spicy and you yeah. do it with a cracker and cheese. I've done that before. That ice cream, I've never thought about that either. We um, rooted in around our first year, we did a bunch of um, bags of trail mixes. And those are really good. They were. It is so insanely labor intensive, though. I can't even tell you. This girl was like, this is, that is not her, her lane here. Well, as we were starting to do weddings and stuff, I was like, I can't even keep up, right? Yeah. Also, at that time, our building wasn't temperature controlled. So I was shuffling those things back and forth. Like I was just like a pack mule. So it was just not worth it. But we sometimes still as a family will make it during holidays. We put those on ice cream. And those were like, oh, yeah, spectacular. Yeah. Super, super, super good yep. on, um, on ice cream for sure. I also saw something a couple years ago, maybe two, three years ago. Someone on TikTok, I don't remember how it came up. But I got the idea to shotgun a can of cranberry sauce. And it worked. How, pray tell, does that work? Because it's kind of gelled. So I used the whole berry sauce, so it was okay. a little bit easier. Yep. But I really had to force the whole side of the pan, and then yeah. it had a pop top. Yep. 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 And then you yep. could slurp and it down. Just slurp it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It probably wasn't the safest thing for my mouth. Well, I think that sharp can. But I feel like you. I feel like you need a shotgun. It's, it's possible. Sauce. Yep. I'm, I mean, I will cheer you on as we're doing it. Yep. Interesting. Yep. So were you able to eat a whole can of it? <laughs> I probably would have threw up everywhere. Say, it would have been would like have the poltergeist or so whatever. I was just surprised if you would have actually eaten the entire thing. I, like, I don't know if I would have been able to eat an entire thing of it. Maybe in my prime. Back in yeah, the day, I probably day. could have. I but feel like all of us could have shot at anything in the back in our back in the day. Can of cranberry sauce? <laughs> no <Please>. problem. <laughs> Not even a problem. No. Now that we're old and we have children, we're in our 30s. <laughs> oh, I can't even do that. No, no. that is gonna, I'm going to need to take a, like a tablet before I do that. I'd yes. ask it afterwards. A, a pre-game Tums is what we always do. <laughs> um, I'm going to need one of those. Yes. Gosh, we're oh. so old. Oh, oh sad. No. <laughs> Back in our prime. I feel like we're in our prime now, actually. Oh, Let's for be sure. totally honest. I enjoy being 
in my mid thirties and definitely more than like my early twenties. Yeah. Everyone told me the thirties are so much better than your twenties. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. You have, but you've got a little, you've got a little guy. You've got a little guy. It gets better. It gets well. <laughs> depends. You just depends. Saw, I don't know. My parenting style is like I have a little bit of feral children. You saw them just running around the yeah. yard. Now. I mean, that's good though. But they they're out fishing. They're and fishing. Having they're fun. eleven. They're twelve and thirteen. So they like are very, very, very independent. They cook. They clean. They do laundry. They are wildly independent ladies. So they're a little feral as well. But it gets, it definitely gets easier as you get older. You're in like the thick of yeah. needing mom 24 yeah. seven. And that is a mental, that's a mental game for sure. I don't know what happened within this last week. It was like a flip, oh, oh, a switch just flipped. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I need mom all the time oh, and, yeah. and no one else will do. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. so when I have this four day trip coming up yeah. where I have to leave them behind, oh, Dan I'm just is like, gonna love that. <laughs> oh no, my mom. Like, oh yeah. Oh, Mom and dad with my and mom. Oh, same mom, same yeah, grandma. during the day. So Perfect. it was just grandma gets to grandma wants he wants nothing to do with grandma. It's oh. all it's all about grandpa. Yeah, and I was gonna say maybe if grandpa can take him out on some tractor rides oh, for sure. Yeah. Heavens yes. Yeah. So I think that's gonna be in the cards in his so, future yeah. for sure. Now does Porter like to eat cranberries? I've seen him picking cranberries and doing all of that. Does he actually like to eat cranberries? He does. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't force it on him. Okay. obviously but uh raisins yeah good snack yeah during during the holidays he ate a lot of cranberry sauce awesome good for him. um yeah he, he eats pretty much everything though so i'm not we'll see in a couple years when yeah. he like starts to figure things out a little picky. bit more yeah i have one picky eater my youngest she like flipped a switch when she was two she was a great eater and then she flipped a switch and she's not willingly like children's smoothies with like, like juices of like pureed these are those bolt halt ones she'll drink those but ugh, to get her to eat something is like the worst she used to just suck all the chocolate off of those chocolate covered raisins and i'd find little piles of raisins everyone's like are you kidding me and she's like what i ate up I'm like no you didn't you just sucked all the chocolate up i got to the point where i was putting cranberries in so many things my oldest was like mom just stop stop it Stop. Or, or the worst is when I bake chocolate chip cookies and I put, put cranberries in them and I don't tell my kids that they're like, that was a bamboozle. Yeah. Okay. In their balance, though, okay. I hate raisins. I am also not a big raisin fan Which is unfortunate because my mom's maiden name was raisin. Can I tell you, I just find that so funny that there's a bunch of raisins that grow cranberries, cranberries and that's, make raisins. Yeah. That's I what that. I say when everyone, people come out and visit us. I'm like, yeah, the raisins grow cranberries out here. Yeah. The raisins make raisins. But my grandma makes raisin cookies all the time. Yeah. And every once in a while, she won't tell me <gasps> that they're raisin. And it's the worst. <laughs> that is such, or, or you just eat just like a whole raisin cookie. And you're like, I thought those were chocolate chips. Yes. That's the worst. I hate that. Oh, there's nothing worse than that. There's or nothing worse than my that. My grandma, every year for Christmas, they she makes raisin-filled cookies. And then she'll she'll be nice. Like a raisin, is it like a raisin, like, is it like a raisin date? Like raisin date thing? Because I feel like those would go together like no. inside of a cookie. So it's like a sugar cookie. Yeah. And then she heats up raisins. So it's like kind of like, like liquidy, liquidy sure. gel type thing. Yeah. And she plops that on top. 
and she plops another like cookie dough so on top of it and pinches that it around. Like dates though, that's oh, like a they? date cookie. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. So, it's like a a, a raisin ravioli. <laughs> that sounds awful. But, but she has made them before with cranberries. Oh, and she usually yeah. makes some for me. Sure, that but she sense. doesn't remember which ones are which. She's like, <laughs> some of these. She's like, it's like a box of chocolates. You're gonna have to take a bite, dive right in. It's like a Russian roulette. <laughs> Russian roulette of cookies. It's gonna be a good one or it's gonna be a bad one. Without fail, oh, it's always a freaking raisin. Every single time. Oh my gosh. Is there things that your family made that you remember growing up that you're like, I absolutely will not eat that? Like that was just I cannot even imagine doing it. Stroganoff. I stroganoff is like I feel like Eastern European. My mom did, so, I don't know. She's okay. going to listen to this and be like, oh my God, you're oh talking about it. But it was like, I don't know what she did with it. Yeah. It wasn't like a traditional, she, I don't know. It was more like sour than like a creamy. I wonder, did she put like wine in it? Or it was more of like, it had a taste that you were like not super not. involved you weren't super thrilled about no, no. can i say something controversial yes i hate with passion of a thousand sun sauerkraut i love it oh my god <laughs> i could just eat sauerkraut ah! right? <laughs> so what do you what do you do you, i mean even like on a brat i can't even eat it yeah. i could do like pickle relish that's fine okay. but sauerkraut the it. taste of it here's the reason why it tastes like tarts oh <laughs> i want make it once I um I remember going to my friend's basement playing in their basement and I was like what are all those smelly buckets they're like we're making sauerkraut I was like that is just and I think from that moment I was so traumatized I was like I will never eat that I don't know what kind of like noodly stuff that is but I will never eat that I've seen it rotting in a basement before <laughs> so I just like that's the most Wisconsin thing you can think of. It's like a homemade sauerkraut. I just remember as a little kid, I was like looking at this book and I'm like, what is this stuff? Do you guys poop in here? Why does it smell like butter? This smells so bad. No, we're going to eat that later. I'm like, no, absolutely not. Oh, yeah. I remember as a kid, um, very, very, very German family. My grand, my you know, my grandma's um, entire family is super German, and they used to make potato everything. And yep. potato pancakes was like yes. one thing they would eat, and it was with applesauce. And um, they would just you know, it was maple syrup, and that was one thing. As a little kid, I just could not eat as a little kid. And I felt super obligated to eat it. Now as an adult, I actually really, I, I would totally leave potato pancakes. But I remember as a kid, like, I can't, I don't know. This was, that was like another band who was like, oh my goodness, pancakes, amazing. I was like, why are these potatoes? Why are these potatoes? And I think, and they would like put so much applesauce on it yeah. that I was like, oh my gosh, can I just have a regular pancake, please? That was one thing I remember oh. eating as a kid that I was like, uh, but I like it now as an adult. Still don't like sauerkraut though. That's fair. Is that that's Ooh, that's, that's a little un-Wisconsin of me, but I'll eat a cheese curd. I'll eat a brat. Um, Do you prefer squeaky or fried cheese curds? Um, both. Do you know my husband's favorite thing to do is he puts squeaky cheese curds, so naked cheese curds, on a plate and puts them in the microwave so then they melt. 
and then it's like you don't like no have you ever tried it no i'm just thinking how squeaky they will get they're actually still kind of squeaky and it's like he calls them hot cheese it's his like favorite thing to do <laughs> he eats them so like in the truck he'll have like a big bag of cheese curds and he'll just eat them hey babe you want some hot cheese <laughs> cheese and i i was like that's disgusting and now i totally do it too <laughs> I totally do it too. Just put a couple cheese curds, vegan cheese, on a paper plate in the microwave for ten or fifteen seconds, and you're—it's like this glob of gooey cheese, and it's freaking delicious. It's delicious. I will eat all the cheese, fried with oh bread on God. it, or <laughs> or as cold squeaky cheese, or I'll even put eat it as hot cheese. <laughs> I will do that. Is that a controversial topic? Not a huge casserole. I mean, a, it's not like my go-to. It's not your go-to. I would very much rather have like a meat potato. Yeah, for I sure. I would rather have it separated. Yeah, for sure. I think, I but I also think like like a like a green bean casserole. I'll eat that all day. A sweet potato souffle. I'll eat that all day. But I don't feel like that's quite a casserole. No. Is lasagna casserole? I feel like lasagna is just lasagna. I don't know. I it's its own category. It's its own category. So if it's if the cat if it is like a starch, a meat, and a veggie in baked to, mixed and baked together. I mean, I'm not. Putting, it's kind of like is is a hot dog sandwich type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not putting a ton of veggies in there, so maybe that's sure. why I don't consider it. That's <laughs> like my lasagna is just salad. like well, I guess well, I think I'm talking sauce. I'm talking sauce. I'm talking sauce. Like mm. spaghetti sauce. No, because like when I think of a casserole, I'm thinking like a full meal mixed in. But one. is lasagna not a full meal? I mean, like when you pull it apart. Yeah. No, listen. I'm going to tell you there's going to be people that are going to argue on the merit <laughs> of a casserole. I know. you. That lasagna could be classified as a casserole. I'm but I would agree I'm with stay you. awake all night thinking about this plague. But I would agree with you, though, that lasagna in and of itself is its own category. Because, like, when I think of a casserole, okay, I've got, like, I'm what, of, what I've is got, the, like, what is the steps of a casserole? Or what, what classifies a casserole? So, to me, you've got, like, a noodle, you've got a protein, and okay. you've got, like, a, a, a bag of mixed veggies in there. Yeah. And then you've got a sauce and cheese to like bind it all together. So like so when you have a starch, pull, yeah. you have a starch and a protein and yeah. a veggie. Yeah. So when you which pull is, it all, which is ground beef, yeah, noodle and, and sauce. And and like the corn or the beans or whatever. Okay. So like when you pull it all apart from okay. the 
the one unit, you so can like, like separate good, it into a meal I like itself. That's, pot. I mean, that's the question we ask. Is, is, that, is, is lasagna a casserole and then cheese curds hot or cold? And if you've not tried it hot, then you can't vote. You have to try it at least once. Fresh cheese curds. You don't like fresh cheese no, curds? I hate the squeak. No, like it way. just turns my stomach just Interesting. thinking about it. Oh my goodness. I love okay. cheese. So it doesn't cheese. squeak when it's hot. It doesn't squeak when it's hot. So why not just eat like get a brick of cheese and cut? Well, because I I like fresh cheese curds because I think that fresh cheese curds taste like exceptional. But like, even if, but even though, even if they were, to, you were to bread them, like fresh cheese curds, bread up, deep fry them. Then that's totally fine. I think that, but I do oh, think yeah, that there's a, a cheese taste difference than if you go and get cheese curds from like a grocery store and it's in a box. That cheese taste is way different than like a really great fresh deep fried cheese curd. Like I can I taste agree. the difference in the cheese. I think it's a salt. Like a, I feel like I it's a salt cheese curd, like get like the salty freshness from it i think Whereas, it's i, I also like, feel like it's the density of the cheese i think there's multiple pieces to it i feel like the density there's salt be like some cheese expert out there like you guys oh are idiots like this is, <laughs> this is a difference you guys are stupid <laughs> stick to cranberries stay in your lane okay as somebody who eats cheese curds a lot this is my un inside of your your thing of fries yes. and you're like oh my gosh it's gonna be a good day yeah have you ever had those moments yes. my kids are like oh cheese curd yes <laughs> yeah i would always do that and we'd have like a block this fight in the backseat oh gosh who gets, yeah. it? who gets it well i we don't fight over it. it's whoever gets it gets it but we're all oh, then we're all super jelly of that person say, so you're civil well i mean and, yes we're civil but we're all very jelly and we'll be like I wish that was my cheese curd. I wish that was mine. And and we like to play the game from Culver's cheese curds. Is it going to be yellow or white? Yeah. yeah. Because it could be one or the other. Um, I'm going to ask an uneducated question. What kind of cheese do you think? So this is probably a cheddar. And is it? What is the white cheese? I know this. Okay. You so do know this. What is it? So, okay. Well, I know what it's supposed to be. Oh. Well, all is cheddar it? is supposed to, it's, all cheddar is white. But only in the United States do they add something to it to make it, oh, it's orange. An additive. Yes. Because I talked to a cheese person, they told me this. Cheesemaker. Mm -hmm. Okay, we should have, we should, I wish we would have had a cheesemaker in the backseat on our way to D.C. Should have, we could have asked. I'm, I'm going to down this up this uh, podcast episode for you so you can listen to it because we did talk to two different cheese people. I love this. And I still don't know up and down about cheese. Well, ask them why fresh cheese curds taste so much better than others and ask them if it's a salt, a density, a texture, what is it? Because 
we, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We just know that it tastes as consumers. of <laughs> lots of cheese curds. I just know it tastes better. I like them naked. I like them breaded and deep fried. I like them on and on the pope. I will eat them anyway. Well, it's like a Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. I'll eat all of them. Okay. So one last question. Yes. What is your favorite way to consume a cranberry? Like if you are on, oh, I already know my answer. Okay. If you're on death row and you were like, you can have one final cranberry dish, drinks, what are you choosing? One way to eat a cranberry. Okay. I am going to, this is one thing that we do at the holidays and it's my favorite way to have a cranberry. We have a big bowl of fresh cranberries and we have a mini crock pot of melted caramel and a mini crock pot of melted chocolate. And then we have a plethora of different chopped up candies, like an ice cream bar kind of candy. So you dip the cranberry in caramel, then you dip the cranberry in melted chocolate, and then you roll it in some kind of candy. I like to do it on nuts. I like to do it like on a, like a, like a pecan, like a crush, like a, pecan that's been like caramelized and has some sugary goodness on it. I like to chopped chopped pecans. It's my it's my go-to. So cranberry rolled in caramel, dipped in caramel, dipped in chocolate, rolled in um, chopped pecans. Is that the most bougie answer you've ever heard? You're making like your own caramel apples. It's a caramel apple, but it's a cranberry. That's exactly what it is. I'm just thinking of going to like the apple orchard. That's exactly what it is. Those really elaborate caramel apples. One thousand caramel apples with their cranberry. Yeah, then get like a little creamy. Uh, so we basically we just do it. We like do a ton of them at a time, like or she puts like I'm like, oh, I know she's healthy. I'm like, but like the kids will put, you know, M&Ms or little chopped up candy bars and whatever else. That's kind of the, actually the kids like, they'll put like legitimately like little Oreos on it. So that is, it is a baby caramel apple, but it's a baby caramel cranberry. That and makes a ton of sense because when people who have never had a cranberry ask me what it tastes like, I'm like, oh, well, God. it's got like the texture of an apple. It does. Like when you bite down on a cranberry, it's very similar to biting into an apple. Yeah. You are absolutely correct. That is genius. Yeah. So a baby caramel apple, but a baby caramel cranberry. And it's exactly my favorite. It doesn't get any better than a cranberry. The caramel part is very nice. I remember we had my grandma's house, my grandma's eating cranberries. And that was, we would just eat cranberries and dip them in caramel. And then we get ridiculous and like put extra things on. So it is like so wholesome of a whole berry, but also the nostalgic piece of like dipping it in caramel. See, I love that. Oh, cute. What is your favorite way? Um, this is the last, last question. Okay. My, okay, so kind of going off of that, my wedding cake was chocolate cake yeah. with fresh cranberries and caramel. I did not. Are you serious? Did you really think so? 
And it was at this moment that uh, my laptop fell and it just died. So anyway, that wraps up today's episode. So hopefully, again, you guys made it through that terrible audio. And I hope you guys love Rochelle as much as I do because she is just a hoot and a half. So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I will tag Rochelle and her marsh and her cookbook and everything you need to know down in the description below. And if you haven't left us a rating and review yet on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, we would greatly appreciate it because we love hearing what you guys think so much and thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week bye